Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to Marianne Live. I'm Marianne Camarado. And uh, I'd like to say great relationships begin within. It's been a mantra that actually I was in search of many years myself, sort of trying to navigate the heartbreak, heartache, healing, all that comes with the complexity of modern relationships. And that is a mantra that I found somewhere in my 30s after a very long, painful journey. (laughs) I like to say I've taken the scenic route to relationship enlightenment. Um, Not there yet, but boy, the journey has been been incredible. So that's an offer I have for you to contemplate, something for you to consider. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, what we like to do at the top of the hour here on this program is to develop, deepen, or cultivate our practice. Our practice allows us to access all of the good information, all of the wisdom, the skills, the tools that we have learned, gleaned, um, been taught or our experience has shown us in our lifetime and we want to have access to them particularly when it matters most when we feel dysregulated when we have somehow come off the rails or brain reaction or have popped out of our body I mean fill in the blank how do we find our way back to accessing these skills and tools what I call resources, what we will call resources here, Um, and part of the way that we do that, I'd say the main way, is through our practice. So two of the things we like to do at the top of the hour here at every program is to deepen, develop, or cultivate some skills that have been profoundly meaningful and useful not just for me, but for folks uh, over the last 8,000 years. <laughs> the first one is, is tried and true, been tested and proven <laughs> over centuries, and that's that turning our attention inwards towards our breath, right? Bringing our attention to our interior sense of ourselves and being able to catch that we need that or accept the invitation and welcome it is part of the practice. Yes. Pausing right there and finding your breath 
the way into settling, arriving, noticing whatever is here, the momentum that brought you to this moment, you can feel that momentum starts to shift and dwindle or change in some way. And allowing yourself to follow your breath, perhaps as it moves in through your nostrils and out through your mouth, noticing the rise and fall of your breath, Trying not to judge so there can be space for what's really happening. And you're cultivating your dual awareness, you're witnessing. In this case, you're witnessing yourself, your embodied self, your embodied sense of yourself. And taking another couple of breaths here. And I would ask you to turn your attention now to an inquiry that includes dreams. Not everybody remembers their dreams, so if you've ever had a dream you remember that comes forward when I ask this question, if you are sitting in the residue or the wake of a dream you've just had, if you have a daydream or a reverie that comes to you, any of those will do just fine. Go ahead and bring that dream into your mind's eye, that place where you can kind of get a better sense of it, even if it's just a wisp, one symbol, a feeling, an image, some sense that you have just to get a connection to this dream that came to you. And let's just notice how that dream is affecting you at this moment. What are you noticing about that dream? Real simple, does it make you feel curious? you want to push it away? Do you wish you could have stayed in the dream? Is there a particular part of the dream that's frustrating or doesn't make any sense but that's standing out to you? 
night I had a dream, for example, that I got some blood work back and it said I had a sleeping disease. Oh, and in real life, in my real life, I actually just had some blood work and every time I get it done, I have some anxiety about what they might find, right? But just notice whatever is here for you. Without trying to interpret that. See what comes forward. What do you notice? And then maybe dropping to the next layer. How does this dream resemble or in some way resonate with what's happening in your real life? Sort of like what I just said. I did have some blood work. I am concerned. So it sort of mimics my anxiety. Taking another moment of my dream or reverie, somehow mirroring what's happening in my life, even in the smallest way. And then perhaps the next layer is what metaphor or archetypal representation does your dream have? Using my dream as an example, I could say that being asleep, a disease, being asleep, I'm always trying to stay awake. It's a term I use, trying to stay more conscious. So I could say, oh, yeah, where am I asleep? Where is that a disease in me, in me, near me, through me, around me? And then even pulling that out from the personal where am I noticing that in the culture and how might that be affecting me? Something that's upsetting me and those very close to me. We've had lots of conversations about consciousness and our culture and politics and all that's going on. So, right? So you can sort of follow your dream and see what sort of bigger message that might be there. And then ultimately, you might want to make a note of this, and our guest later today, Doris Cohen, would ask you to, to label this dream. Give it a title. Write it down. We're going to be talking with her this hour more about interpreting our dreams. <coughs> Excuse me. And then just a resting point. Where, where might this dream be offering you a way to be in relationship? to a part of this dream, a person, the image that comes forward, the unconscious self <clears throat> for me. You know, really just marking that so you can do a deeper inquiry at some point. One of the things that I find really compelling and the most important about our dreams is being able to have them be prescriptive. You're tapped in to the big collective unconscious, to psyche, to the all that is, to the divine wisdom. And this is one of the ways that psyche speaks to us. <clears throat> and so they say, right, for many, many years through many different cultures, 
framework is potent and powerful and medicinal and can has the power to change lives, to heal, to help guide us. So pay attention to what's come forward today as we start to move towards the other part of our practice, <clears throat> the, as we settled and grounded and then journeyed with our dreams. Let's see if we can find a portal of gratitude. Cultivating a perspective of gratitude is essential. It has been such an important part of my life and so many of our lives. A perspective that helps us expand the way we see ourselves and the world, the way we interact with ourselves and each other getting a deeper sense of compassion and humanity. And the way that I would invite you to work on this piece is to find a portal of gratitude. And I like to say, who helped you do what you're doing right now? Could be one person, could be more than one person. Could be someone that's passed, someone's book that you read, it doesn't matter. Find some place to enter into gratitude. Perhaps it's the food in your belly, like to say the electronic device, someone who you've been in relationship with, intimate relationship with. Sometimes it's easy to focus on what they aren't doing and Maybe today you can focus on what they do do, what they have done for you. Provided a lesson, an opportunity, a way to see something different, a way to develop compassion. Just find your way in and make your way down your list. Noticing your body expanding, your perspective widening perhaps. I like to say pulling out the microscope in that hyper fixation I can do we can do at times pull it out see what else is true around you another opportunity in this moment choose something I'm going to go down my list of folks who make this program possible, starting with the OneWorldChildrensFund.org. If you're online, helping to improve the lives of children affected by poverty at the national level, a national action organization committed to changing the way our culture values women and each other. And at the local level for the last almost 12 years, Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California, helping us, providing us, creating a space for us to check out the latest in meditation and revelation. I'd like to give a shout-out to Linda McKenzie and Jake Cruz at HealthyLife.net Radio, my assistant producer, Anila Manning. The list is big and long. Happy holidays to everybody out there. I want to also say I'm so grateful to my family, to my friends, to my son. Yeah, just so grateful all the support and love and interconnection that I feel in my life. Just taking another moment here. Yeah. 
where is there an opportunity to feel grateful? There's so much happening. This is no easy thing. And by the way, I want to send out some love and blessings to Mayor Lee of San Francisco's family for his passing today. Our San Francisco Bay Area affected by this and all of us who have loved Mayor Lee. Yeah, grateful for his support over these years. Folks who really are committed to helping change the way our culture values each other. Yeah, so see where your gratitude takes you to the personal, more than personal, and the political levels. And then let's just shift our attention now to dreaming. Our guest today, Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain, Discover the Secret Language of the Night. We're going to be talking with uh, Doris Cohn here on the program when we return after these messages in just a minute about dreams. What are dreams? What, what is their secret language? How do we unlock those secrets for our personal dream language, explore and interpret the meaning of our dreams, and harness the power of your brain to uncover a life of greater richness and meaning. Dr. Cohen says so often we wake and we find that our dreams have either evaporated like mist or just seem to be on the edge of our memory. As I said earlier, so many of us don't even remember our dreams, so she's got a seven-step process to help us tap into this rich repository of our subconscious. Um, Dr. Cohen is an internationally renowned clinical psychologist and psychotherapist and has been in private practice for more than 30 years. Her unique approach uses psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, past life, past life regression, and dream analysis. Um, she's a certified healer and a metaphysical intuitive, and she communicates with her guides and angels of light. She's given more than 10,000 medical relationship and spiritual readings, and she's known for her precision and clarity. She does workshops, and she's written this book for us, and we're so excited she's going to be joining us today. I love the realm of dreams. So much has come to me through dream work, including my husband's name and all of those details eight years before I met him. Have it in a journal as proof. Powerful, powerful stuff, people. Sit tight. We're going to go to break here in just a minute. Just notice that dream. If you can reconjure that dream or any dream that you would love some interpretation with, we're going to be back in just a moment with Doris Cohn right here on Marion Live. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. 
Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. .com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're going to be talking dreams for the rest of the program You've been breathing, finding your gratitude. I asked you to see if you can find a dream that you're interested in, and we're going to take it through a process with Dr. Cohen here in just a little while. We'll use maybe my dream as an example before we do. Dr. Cohen, welcome to the program. We're so glad you're here. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Beautiful book, Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain. Yes. This is a wonderful guide for folks out there. And if you know it is the holiday season, go to drdoriscohen.net for more information or wherever fine books are sold. Everything we're talking about today uh, is going to be in the book. Don't worry. If, you, if you're walking or driving or whatever you're doing, you can replay the program. You can get a copy of the book. But for now, we're going to go over some basic broad strokes. Dr. Cohn, tell us, what are dreams anyway? It sounds like such a simple question, but, but we'd like to know. Where do they come from? Okay. Um, they come from many different places. So if we look, take a look biblically, you know, the feeling was that the dreams come as the prophets would refer to them. They come from God. The uh, ancient Greece said they come from the gods in the plural. Ancient Egypt said they come uh, from a magic library. So all of these older sources were very interesting, but they were not very helpful about sharing this with the masses, with people. The problem is that the, the majority of people don't recall their dreams, and they think they don't dream. Actually, research started getting done in labs, uh, since the 1950s, and every one of us dreams between five and eight dreams every night. Dreams are really the communication from your own unconscious to give you guidance, 
to give you direction, to give you commentaries, and to really uh, help you in terms of not only your sleeping experiences, which is when you would have night dreams, but also to help you use the information and the guidance in waking time. And uh, so every one of us has dreams, and they come from your own unconscious. And because they come from your own unconscious, it's always relevant to you. So the dreamer is always dreaming about the dreamer. It doesn't matter if you dream about the President of the United States or you're dreaming about, uh, you know, another planet or you're dreaming about travel or you're dreaming about a, a dog or a snake. It doesn't matter what it is. The relevance is always about self, you see. Yeah, but what about the collective unconscious? I'm just going to throw this out here because sometimes I think dreams are about more than me. Sometimes I feel like I'm tapped into what's happening in the culture around me, even though it affects me. I find that comforting to feel like not everything is about me. What do you think about that? Okay. Okay. To start with, it is about you because I've learned that, you know, I've had training since being a clinical psychologist on, on Freud, on Young, and so on. And the conclusions I've come to in working with thousands of patients is that, yes, of course you're connected to the group. To the environment. However, you will not be able to get a reliable understanding of that connection unless you start at the basis yourself. Right. When got you it, get a it. handle on self, then got you it. can start soaring into the heavens. Then you can Beautiful. start dreaming about planets and then there is relevance in the bigger picture, you see. Okay, I see. So like having that intact ego structure, and then you can kind of move in and out of those realms. So let's talk. That makes sense to me. Let's Good. talk about the different types of dreams. On page 11 of your beautiful book, you talk. Mm-hmm. You tell us there are a bunch of different types of dreams: big ones, small ones, thematic, recurring, etc. Can you tell us name a couple of types of dreams that are pretty yeah. common? The most common dreams are dreams where we might be running away. It is nighttime. You're feeling threatened. You're feeling unsure. Uh, Someone is pursuing you. They may be carrying a gun or a knife, and you're running away, and then you wake up. (laughs) You know, you're, uh, that's a nightmare, okay? That's a very, very common dream. Its application to you would be where in waking life would you, and this is where your unconscious is using drama to get your attention because you're much more likely to remember a dream that is going to be a nightmare and wake you up while you're breathing hard and feeling the fear. You're much more likely to remember that dream than a dream that is giving you some suggestions and recommendations and so forth. So you may want to ask in waking life, where am I uh, running, what am I running away from? What am I trying to avoid that I'm feeling sort of threatened by? Don't take dreams literally. That's really very important because dreams are like theater. You know, your unconscious creates these dramas, these stories to get your attention. And it's like someone knocking at the door. They, if you... Um, are not responding, then the knocking gets a little louder, then you don't. And finally, it's banging at the door. When you right. finally open the door, there is no need for banging anymore, you see. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. You say that 
Uh, we have precognitive dreams, intuitive dreams, warning dreams, yes. health-related dreams, pregnancy, yes. death, and so on. So there are different categories, and we're going to get to some of that as we move through mm -hmm. the program, how to sort of organize the content of our dreams, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the, the thing that I love that you did uh, in your work and your, all of your mm -hmm. 30 years experience has brought to us is a seven-step uh, program to how to yeah. recall and explore our dreams. Tell us about how you came up with this method. Um, well, see, my first book is on repetition, and uh, I came up, and this a lot of it is also intuitive and uh, guided, the seven steps of rebirth. And so this became a much easier application in terms of the seven steps of looking at your dreams, noting your dreams. First of all, you need to remember them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and in the book, I tell you how to begin to recall your dreams because most people say, oh, I never remember my dreams. I don't dream. No, no, no. We all dream, as I said earlier, that they've done research in labs, in laboratories. We all dream now. Some of our dreaming may be stemmed uh, if, let's say, uh, we're taking certain medications or certain drugs, then they might get in the way of the recall. But the best thing that you can do is start by recalling your dreams by saying out loud three times when you first go to bed, I will remember my dreams clearly and well and write them down when I wake up. And you say that out loud three times. You see, your brain hears this as a self-hypnotic suggestion. So it begins to act on it. And as soon as you awaken, you need to have a notebook by the bed and start writing whatever comes into your awareness at that point. Even if, if you don't have practice in uh, writing out your dreams, you may think, oh, I, I don't know what I dreamt. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the first reaction. It doesn't matter. Just write whatever comes into your awareness since you're still in what we call alpha, which is the slower brain wave as you begin to awaken, you see. And that will be very relevant to the content as well. So with time, you will begin to see, oh, I see when I, when I begin to dream about always being near water and I feel that a tsunami is coming up. What might that be, you see? So the seven steps really have to do with writing the dream, recalling the dream, writing it out. And then in order to begin to get a handle on some of the meaning, imagine that you're describing what would be very obvious and very simple uh, descriptions like, you know, what is a sofa, what is a car, yeah, you know, I went to work, what does that mean? As though you're describing these activities or these items to a Martian, someone from Mars. So uh, that makes it, uh, you know, it, it makes it a little amusing. And then you're really um, going to be describing the function of what you're seeing, you see? And that will start giving you a handle on what it means. Exactly. Hold that thought, please. Right okay. there, Dr. Cohn. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more and then some more about how to interpret our dreams. First of all, Take the time in between the break, maybe, as you're listening to the uh, ads and so forth, and, and see if you can jot down some of these basic bits about the last dream that you had 
and we'll talk more about it when we return right here on Marion Live. Don't touch that dial. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've, We've ordered, ordered No More, more Love Life, Life Drama, drama for, for Us. Shh. Over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. We have Dr. Doris Kong with us. She's written another book, this time Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain, Discover the Secret, secret Language of the Night. How many of us just dream and dream and dream, and we don't know what our dreams mean, and we get upset, and then they evaporate? Or how many of us feel like, oh, my God, I don't even remember my dreams? Well, whatever the case, Dr. Doris Cohen is here to say, look, at everybody dreams, the science is in, we all dream. All you have to do is tell yourself before you go to bed, remember the dream, and it takes practice, and eventually you will. Then, she said to us, write it down. Right, Write it down yeah. like you're talking to a Martian, someone who's never even understood what it means to have a dream or be human, etc. Okay, so then where are we at from that point? We have this dream, but now we have this language that we don't even understand. Tell us more about how to, how to be in, with and understand this kind of language of the dream realm, Dr. Cohen. Okay, uh, <clears throat> The example that you gave about yourself regarding the test results? Yes, okay. I told so, the listeners about my dream earlier in the program, too. So everybody, okay. and if you're just joining us to recap, I had a real simple dream that mm -hmm. I got some blood work done, and the results came back that I had a sleeping, I had the sleeping disease, and then I woke up in a panic. Okay. Uh, and by the way, how you feel when you awaken is another indication that will help you understand what the message from your own unconscious might be. So because, it's, because the sleepiness is the, 
is described in the dream as a disease, it's really dramatic. It's blood mm -hmm. test, and it's dramatic, and you've been concerned about what's going to come up anyway when you had your, uh, the test done. So the unconscious is saying, Marianne, it's like tugging at you. Marianne, pay attention, pay attention. So for you, mm -hmm. when you hear this, where in waking life might you be a little sleepy? You don't have to uh, take it, oh, my God, you know, is this the sleeping disease? Am I going to have narcolepsy? Am I going to have some terrible distressing uh, imbalance in my blood, in my brain? Don't go there. Don't worry about any of that. But where am I perhaps in waking life? And sleepy, which means where am I not paying attention? Where am I not awake enough to really look at some things that that are important in my life, that are necessary for me to wake up to? So really the dream is getting you to start looking at self, to start assessing your waking life so you can have a better handle on Let's say you have gotten some, some uh, cautions about um, something related to a, a particular employee in your team. Okay, you've started wondering about this, but you say, okay, that's okay, it will be all right, it will be all right. But maybe the un then your unconscious is saying, Maybe you need to pay a little more attention there because perhaps there is a caution that you need to uh, take into account regarding this particular employee. Does that make sense to you? It does. So if I were to apply that to my life and my dream based on what you're saying, I, I'm looking around and I'm thinking a couple of things come up to me. Um, okay. One is, is that I feel like I can't. I don't have enough hours in the day right now to do all that there is to do, and there's a little piece <laughs> of me that worries I'm going to catch a cold or I'm going to get sick. I'm doing too much. I'm pushing too uh -huh. hard. I'm uh -huh. not right. So I have this fear like yeah. that. So that's one little thing that uh -huh. maybe I need to pay more attention to because I'm the type of person that even if I'm tired, I usually push the gas more. Right? Okay. I don't relax or uh -huh. stop because I, uh -huh. I feel like I can't. I have to get it all done, whatever that is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that would have direct relevance then. It's an excellent example. Where are you not quite awake and paying attention to the details that would have an impact on you? And because in the dream, the sleepiness is associated with the blood test and is called a disease, please pay attention when you're awake. Yeah. You see? Yes, that's so, a really important mm -hmm. thing, huh? And the other, and then the other thing is, you know, yeah. I, I think of, let's talk about the symbolism, you know, the the way that we can understand some of this. You, you're talking about this metaphorically, but also how it translates in life. I, I could think of blood, family, test, uh -huh. proof, something you go. tested by something, right? Um, someone yes. else has power. Yes. Someone else is going to tell me something about myself, and this uh -huh. power is outside of me, it feels like, like that, right? Absolutely. You really hit the nail on the head because blood is family. Who is around you that you need to pay greater attention to? So the, the example that uh, that I suggested earlier might be an employee on your team. It might be someone in your family, your relations. Absolutely pay attention. Mm. So that would be uh, the association from a symbolic point of view, you see. Because it's like trying to make sense 
out of Mandarin if you're not Chinese. If you're not Chinese, how are you going to understand Mandarin? You have to learn the language, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Same thing with the language of symbolism and the language of the night. And the language, it's very, very personal so that your unconscious will use symbolism that is relevant to you. If you're a farmer, the setting is going to be outside in nature, with your animals, with maybe the investment in some equipment, etc. And if you are a business person in a city, that kind of setting will not be relevant, you see. So your unconscious will not use it. Yeah, makes sense. Dr. Cohen, what if you feel sort of overwhelmed by all of the possibilities that your dream could mean? Take us through how you start to really uh, synthesize some of the meaning and where do we go? How do we finally settle with the meaning of the dream? Okay. The, the dreamer is always dreaming about the dreamer, and it's always related. Another metaphor that uh, is used always related to whatever is uppermost in your mind in waking life, you see? So it's like today's newspaper. What does today's newspaper do? It deals with current events. Same thing in the dream. It's going to deal with whatever is current in your life. Also, like today's newspaper, there are editorials, and the editorials will give you a commentary on what's going on and maybe uh, critiquing, maybe suggesting, maybe making comparisons. That's exactly how it goes in your dream. So when you're saying you can feel overwhelmed, that's very true. So what you do, as you would in any other situation where you're just beginning to learn a new set of tools, a new approach, a new language. You do it a little at a time. You do it a little at a time, and you always see, uh, if I am really, really distressed because I have an exam, uh, let's say I have an exam, I'm taking a test about something that is really important for me professionally. I want an additional, let's say, an additional license, and I'm worried about it, then my dream will have relevance to that. So you start assessing that. And then uh, on a regular basis, you see, could it be related? Hmm, I wonder. So you may want to note and not have like a black and white kind of response. It's not only one thing and it's not not the other either. So when you're assessing what it might have, what might be the meaning of the dream, always think about what's happening in my life when I'm awake. What's going on that I'm worried about or I'm happy about? I just met someone new in my life and I'm really excited and I'm beginning to feel a sense of passion and, uh, and uh, delight. I hadn't expected it. Your dreams will reflect that too. See, your dreams are not just, you know, like hitting you on the head to say, pay attention, it's terrible, it's terrible, pay attention, make changes. You see what I'm saying? Like a therapist telling you to make changes in your life so you'll get healthier. Mm-hmm. Also, it will reflect your joy, honey, your joy. Hmm. That's very interesting. I mean, you know, I don't know about you out there, what, what you're doing with whatever your most recent dream is. This is really good advice that, that it, there's a lot to consider here and that we get to slow down, just reiterate the steps, make some notes, 
Right. Take your time. Repeat, you know, some of these inquiries. When we get back after the break, we're going to drop a little deeper with Dr. Cohen right here on Marianne Live. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Life Life Drama drama for us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships, www.marianlive.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. I was going to be giving a presentation. Uh, It led into a beautiful garden. And I thought, oh, how lovely, because I love flowers, and it had my favorite flower. Uh, favorite fragrance, gardenia, Ooh. in full bloom. So I just sat on the bench for a minute or two and breathed it in, and then I woke up because I just had a oh. very short time. Yes. Beautiful. Well, if you're just yeah. joining us, Dr. Cohen is sharing us, sharing with us her dream from last night, just a snippet. And we're not going to even bother to try to I- interpret her dream, but what we're saying here is, that dreams are prolific with the human beings, and, and apparently even with mammals, they dream. All mammals dream, apparently, yes. uh, but we'll talk about that on another program. <laughs> All right, Dr. Cohen, we have this seven-step guide to help us 
yes. uh, remember our dreams, to uh, be in relationship with our dreams in an ongoing way. Uh, your book guides us, helps us to develop this practice or deepen our ability to work with our dreams, and then to be able to interpret them in some way that helps support us uh, as we move through the world, which is sort of the most important part of the dreams, correct? Absolutely, yes. It's relevant yeah. to self and giving you guidance. Yes, right. Yes. So tapping into this unconscious realm is so important. So mm-hmm. one of the other things I wanted to talk with you about that you yes. have, um, uh, you talk about in your work, you, at the beginning of the program, you um, had the good fortune to have a guide, an angel guide, come to you. Tell us about this experience and then share with us how we can tap into our guidance uh, with the, the, the realm of the, the spirit realm, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, actually, this was in the midst of a therapy session. I had a patient in front of me. as I was doing therapy with her. And it, we, it was kind of constipated. In other words, we were trying to interpret one of her dreams. And, it, it, you know, it wasn't quite flowing and it was kind of stuck. All of a sudden I heard a voice in my head. I don't hear voices. And I certainly didn't tell my client I'm hearing a voice in my head. <laughs> she would have probably right. said, who should be sitting here, you or me? Yes. You know? right. <laughs> so the voice said, why don't you try it this way? And silently I asked, are you from the light? I heard yes. I followed through on the suggestion. Lo and behold, everything fell into place. And then uh, I communicated. I called on that guide at the end of the session when she was gone. And he said, I will be with you anytime you work on dreams. And really the bulk of the work that I have learned, used, and um, the metaphors, the tools have come from him. It's amazing and it's wonderful because the work on dreams before has been either too theoretical or too hard for the majority of people to connect to, to relate to. You know, it seemed too remote for most people. Here he made it simple, he made it accessible, and it has been so wonderfully useful. And my gratitude is endless to him. Anytime I work on dreams, he, he immediately he appears. I don't see him with my physical eyes, but I know his presence because I hear him. I hear him in my head, you see. Now, in order for people to access, by the way, everyone has uh, guides and angels. We all do. It's not some of us who have this preferential treatment. We all have them, but we don't know how to access them. The best thing you can do is um, you say a prayer in whatever your own concept of a loving energy, a loving divine, you know, whatever your beliefs are. Then you enter uh, what and refer to it as a magical garden because you want to give a message to your brain. Oh, it's magical. It's amazing. You enter there and you ask to meet a loving guide. You start only with one at a time. See what happens. Do you have a smell? Do you have an image? Do you get a name? Do you get a sensation? Uh, Sometimes a guide may present himself, herself, as um, a rush into your head. That's fine. If that's the case, or any time you have a rush into your head, you're connecting with this particular guide, you see. 
But don't do it when you're uh, in your typical place, in your home, in, your, in other words, in your office or in your car. Never do this work ever in your car because you will be in a semi-trance, an altered state. So you want to do this peacefully and you enter the magical garden and just do it one at a time and you ask to meet a loving guide of the light. God is love, God is light. You want to make sure if you just give a generic request, uh, it's not a good idea because we live in a world of duality. There is uh, up, there is down, there is male, there is female, and there is also light and there is dark. So to be on the safe side, you always make sure that you're asking for light and love. That's it. So it doesn't matter if whatever your beliefs, whatever your uh, religious orientation, or if you don't have one, it doesn't matter. You can still access it. If you enter that magical garden, you say magical, and you rest a little in that space, you see. And you will begin and then come back and visit that energy that has presented itself to you uh, over and over. And it's like getting to know a new friend. You need to spend some time with the new friend. You need to interact with the new friend. You can ask questions. You can visit. You can visit again and again. It's a process of learning and interacting over time that will get you to feel so comfortable and that uh, this is a source you can rely on. Mm, beautiful. Well, you know, and I think that that hour is so important. We need to practice. Take your time. Trust right. that you just inch by inch, baby step your way along. If this is not something you're used to, not to worry. Take your time. Yes. Get a copy of Dr. Cohn's book. What do you want to leave us with at the <laughs> yes. top of the hour? What do you want to leave us with, Dr. Cohn? Oh, uh, please start noting your dreams because they're amazing. They're fascinating. You may not make sense out of them just yet. Keep noting them. You will begin to get a handle on it. And read my book because the steps are very simple, very easy. Start using them, please. Thank you so and much for joining us. And it will your waking life. Yes, absolutely, drdoriscone.net for more information. Sit tight, everybody. We are going to go to break. We'll be back right after these messages. Once again, Dr. Doris Cohn, thank you for joining us on Marian Live today. Okay. Everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, The Great Relationships Begin Within, Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com.
stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. All right, everybody. Wow, yeah, our dreams, that realm, whoa. I mean, some of us are really into it. Others are just trying to figure it all out. For sure, it's a it's a, an intense journey, no matter who you are, how long you've been on the dream train. Um, lots of good stuff to cultivate there. Again, thank you, Doris Cohn, for joining us. Uh, her website, by the way, is drdorisecohen.com for more information. Look, at next week, Madison Taylor is going to be with us on Medicated, The Four Pillars of Natural Wellness. That's the title of her book, and we're going to be talking about how to be well without relying on medication for some folks who, who want to go that route, want to find alternatives to meds. So we're going to be talking about that here on Marian Live. In the meantime, go do something good for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. Enjoy the heck out of whatever moment you're in and uh See if you can't uh, offer a blessing to somebody else somewhere along the, along the line at some point in your day, today, or tomorrow. All right, everybody. Wish you every blessing. See you next time right here on Marion Live.